Welcome back to another episode of Convos with your mom's favorite. I am your host, your mom's favorite. And today's special guest is back again for a record fourth time. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth time. I, th- I think I'm friend of the show. Friend now. of the show. By now. <laughs> By now. <laughs> another one of the MMV crew. Hey. From the Breaking the Barrier podcast, hey. my boy Will is back again. Hey. What's good, y'all? What's good, y'all? So, Will, how you living? Good. Um, thirty in a couple of days. Snow. Now. Congratulations. You know, thanks. You know, three decades here. Thank God. Right. Uh, looking forward to the next one. So, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, we just going to jump right into it. And you know, not even no foreplay, nothing. You just going. Oh, yeah. Now nah, we're going to dive right in. <laughs> we're going to just, you know, right in. All right. First, all right. You know? Okay. All right. Here we you go. Know? Um, We're going to talk about cinema in the 90s, 90s movies, because we 90s babies. Okay. So, okay. you know, that's our decade. I mean,. Let us say it. Let us tell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some may argue that. They don't know what they're talking about. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I give us 95 to 2005. For those the 90s babies, we don't really like to acknowledge. No, I'm saying that's no, our just, decade because we was five. You know, we conscious right. to some right. things. Got it. And, you know Got it. Or, or maybe 98 to 2008. So. But either way, we've seen some things. Yeah, we've seen some things. We've seen a lot of things, you know. We was kind of the end of the play outside era. Yeah, we were the last ones to play the outside. Last ones to play outside. Uh, uh, like play outside, not like shoot niggas. Right. Um, we 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 ushered in the internet. Yeah. We made it better. We did. Uh, we 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 we, we was the ones out here, you know, figuring out digital code mm-hmm. to make our lo- MySpace layouts look the godfathers and godmothers of of social media. Like, yeah. there is no social media without our nice. generation. So, yeah. Shout made out it to all pop. Yeah, yeah. You made it all pop. Groundswell work, man. We just, you know, we worker bees making it happen. Now That's we it. CEOs. That's you feel it. me? It's, yeah. But y'all know. <laughs> but yeah, we we going to touch on the, on, on cinema, 90 <laughs> cinema. Okay. All right. We could. But that, that, you know, that just made me feel good. Hey. Because, you know, we out here. Ain't nobody else. Listen, don't nobody else give us the flowers. Right, so we gotta give them. To so ourselves. we gotta give them to ourselves, you know, because they're not gonna say. Everybody's gonna gonna say that they, oh well, we created it, but who made it? Who made it pop? pop. We made it pop. Straight like that. Come on, son. Like, right. We made it pop. But the, so, we not here to big us up. I mean, we we are a little bit. We can, you know, we can. But I mean, okay, you know, but you know, let's just start off by mentioning some of the what are some of when you mention when you think of 90s movies, right? Mm-hmm. What's some of the first movies that come to your head? So we talking it's, uh, it's Black History Month. So, oh, shout out to me being the first guest of Black History Month. Hey, all right, shout out to my Negroes. Um, we talking black cinema or just overall 90s? black cinema? All right, cool, black cinema in the 90s. All right, good. I hear 90s, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. So my initial, Friday is the first movie I think of. Like, 90s cinema, black right. cinema is Friday. Like, that is the first movie I think of. 
Okay. Um, it's a good movie. Do what? It stars your uncle. Let me get my. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know the, <laughs> you know the vibes. Shout out to Uncle Cube. Uncle. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Uncle Cube. That's my guy. Um, you 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 want me to? You want a list? Huh? You want because all of most of them is gangster movies. I mean, like, don't be a menace. Obviously, right? Obviously. Um, Boys in the Hood. Uh, all of them. You know, Ice Cube again. Shout out to my guy. Um. But nah, those are those like those are the, those are the movies I'm talking about. Like and then, like, what's love got to do with it? Like, that was '90s, right? I think it came out in the '90s. But yeah, you know, waiting to exhale. Oh my gosh, Juice. Yo, I never under, first. So let me just say, and and Boomerang is one of my favorite movies. But yo, I just saw that for the first time like a week and a half ago. Bruh. Is that movie not amazing? That movie was amazing. Yeah. Um, well, on to- when you mentioned uh, Waiting to Exhale, I've watched that movie a million times as a kid, right? And I never understood the magnitude of, like, waiting. what Waiting to Exhale really meant. Right. Um, to me, it was just a movie about four black chicks, and they had a lot of problems. <laughs> like, lot to me... Perception wise, I'm like, yo, these chicks going through it. And then as I watched it as I'm older, I'm like, I get it. Like I understand the meaning of the don't the weight and exhale part, the whole like all the trauma they went through. And even as a kid, I didn't appreciate how crappy the male figures were. Yeah. Right? I just uh, Yeah. That's life, you know. They're just going through life, but I'm like, yo. But and and I understand like the different um, ways of life they were in. Like they all showed a specific uh, situation of black woman struggle in terms of like relationships, motherhood, or that type of thing. Uh, and I heard I heard it was like a, a black sex in the city type of vibe. Or, like was that. Or did or Sex in the City come out first or? No, I think let's let's see. Cause uh, I think I, what I heard was that Waiting to Exhale and Sex in the City has some parallels and. Okay, Waiting to Exhale was in '95. Yeah, I remember that was like the same year as Friday. Sex in the City was '98. Right, so. What I was under the impression is that Sex in the City was kind of like a jumping off point from waiting. You know how yeah. that happens. I I could be wrong, so don't stab me. But it just, what I've read is that, like, you know, Sex in the City got a lot of its foundation out of things like. Well, I mean, um, that kind of is what happened with black culture, but you know. Well, hey, they took away UPN and gave us My Nine. It's trash, and it's been trash ever since. Like Channel Nine in the, in the New York area has never been the same since they since got the, they, they took it. away UPN. Yeah, because that gave you like all the dope black shows too. Come on, bro! All the good black TV. Yeah, that Netflix has nicely said here. Right, and I'm appreciative. I am, but I would really, I would really prefer black people get paid off black content. That too. It's time for it. 
Like I'm just Yeah. That's it's where I'm at. For. It's time for. But I did have I actually wrote down like a whole bunch of just like, you know, movies that I considered, you know, black cinema from the time. Well not that I consider, but black cinema in the nineties. Cause I did have Minutes of Society, Friday, uh Crooklyn. Yeah. Soul Food. Oh my God. One of the now Soul Food when I was younger, I didn't really care for it. Cause it just seemed like that's a bunch of adult problems. Right. Well, you know, at the time, we didn't have adult problems, so we didn't really care so much. Boy, how quick that changed. Yeah. <laughs> you watch that movie now, and you just like, under, you understand oh everything. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. It, you know what's funny? As a kid, you look through the lens of the little boy in the movie. Right. And I noticed this recently at my uh, when we had the family get together for my grandmother, that because I saw the little kids, like all the younger kids, they were up in like one room together in the attic just chilling. Right. And I remembered being those kids while the adults were downstairs, like just drinking, having a good time, like just doing whatever. And it's funny when you get to see yourself now be the, like you looking at the young kids, like, yo, what y'all up here talking about? Right. Like, yeah, like, like, like you that guy. When you, like, yeah. when you used to be the one getting busted and all, hey, what y'all right, talking right, right. about? So it was crazy to, to have that full circle moment of being the old guy going upstairs, like, yo, what y'all up here doing? What y'all doing? Trying to see what you're going to catch. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they probably talked about me like I talked about the. Like you talked about the yeah. old. Yeah, you know, life is just a cycle. Just I keep repeating it. itself. But I know they ain't going to say it to my face. Right, because, you know, you ain't say today, face. I mean, uh, you left off at Soul Food. I'm sorry for the <laughs> detail. That's all good. But I had a new Jack City. Yo, oh, my gosh. Set it off. Jazz. Juice. Shout out to my sister. Shout out jazz. to Jazz. Because, yeah. bro, we were in the dining room the other day. The TV was on in the living room. Mm-hmm. She was working. I was just in there. And the intro came on. But it wasn't like a, like, it wasn't. It's the party, right? Nah, it was just like it sounded like it was like breathing. I think that's like it wasn't something where you could instantly know, unless you loved the movie that much, that it was set it off. Right. And from like the moment it started, she was like, Oh, that set it off. <laughs> and then went down and started quoting the lines. Yeah, immediately. From immediately. Like she wrote the script. Mm-hmm. Like I was like I was sitting, I was like, bro, it's not that for real? Yep. I don't know if I could do a movie like that. Maybe Friday. Maybe Friday. No, I don't could I do a movie like that? Yep. Freaknik? Yep. <laughs> Yep. How did I know? Yep. And Gridiron Gang. Oh my gosh. Nick and Gridiron Gang. You, you almost did. Are you there with uh, Coach Carter yet? We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. I know that that's one of your jams. It is. Oh, love those kinds of movies. Oh, I can't do that with most of my favorite movies because they all do damn long. Like, most of my favorite movies are two and a half plus. Yeah, that's, that's a lot to remember. <laughs> I think you <laughs> yeah. could. If, no, you know. I could, but I'm not. What? Right. So then you just because remember the key scene. A lot of my favorite movies, 
I don't have to watch them often. Like the most Friday is one of my favorite movies, and I can watch that because it's short. Right? But I'm not gonna go run turn on Goodfellas. Cause I don't have three hours in a day. Like I might have an hour and a half. But I ain't got the three. Nah. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Ask my PlayStation. Yeah. It was times. Bro, I play video games. This is a quick sidebar. I played video games for the first time in like a long time yesterday. Yeah. I got trashed. <laughs> What'd you play? I played The Division. Mm. I tried to go back online like I was hot shit. Mm. They showed me I was not. I bet. I'm not, bro, I'm not even... A controller doesn't even feel comfortable in my hands anymore. You know how, like, you used to have that, like, it used yeah. to fit like a glove? I can't relate. Like, I have no, and I really feel like that, that, I don't want to say, I feel like I'm becoming what I said I'd never be. <laughs> like, you know, I was yeah. like, I'm going to stay loyal to, but it's like, and you know how obsessed I was with wrestling at the time, but I don't even, I can't even catch up to that as much. It's the craziest thing because you see those, like, I, given, growing up, and you're like, yo, I'm never going to become that person. And then you see those adults who still, they who play pull video games. Who pull, who it, pull off. it off. Yeah. And you're like, that's me. I'm that's going to that. be me. And then you realize it's not no. me. No. Because even, even if I have the time, the desire is no longer, like, it's not there. I don't have the same angst to play. I don't got it. Like, a PlayStation 5? No. Like, I got some, you know, early birthday gift. I got a new laptop. Like, that was like, oh, my God. Bruh, what I got as a gift, blackout curtains? Come on, son. Blackout curtains. It's my the little is, thing. Is, it's like, the little thing. Cause my room gets so dark. You shopping for furniture, like, bro? There's this bench I saw in IKEA, bro. Little gray bench, just made my heart full. <laughs> it was like it, it was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting the bench and building it and putting it together, it was just like, that's it. We pulled out a new what's name yesterday, and we're gonna get back on topic eventually. No, that's what we this what we but, do, guys. Um, we pulled out that new KitchenAid. Mm-hmm. Like dad had um uh he had like a bunch of like just appliances for the the next prayer brunch that never happened. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a couple years, so now he's like, you know, just trying to clean up and get rid of some stuff, bro. He pulled out that KitchenAid blender. Yeah. And he was like, at first he was gonna just throw it away. I'm like, nah, I don't think we should do that one is KitchenAid. I think right. we should just take it downstairs, compare it to the blend the mixer the blender we have. And see which one is better and keep the better one. As soon as I pulled the KitchenAid blender out the box, I was like, yeah, we keeping this one. That's it. We keeping this one. It's the little things. I mean, you know, I've been quarantined maybe two, three times. And um, the last one, uh, my girl and I did, we were, we started cooking in a pressure cooker. Like, but everything. So we, we made different. we made this rice chicken uh, onions type of just it's pretty much uh fried like chicken fried rice in a pressure cooker yo ever since we found out how to do it's been like 
fun. Like it's like, oh, let's find a recipe. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's it's stuff like that that I'm like, that's my video games now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like getting out I of I can't wait till it get warm again so I can get back in that backyard. Yeah, it's stuff like that. And it's, it's I don't know if it's age or or just well, nah, I guess it's clearly not age because, like we just said, other there people are, do it. There are people who still, you know what I think it could be. Go to video games, like you know what I think it could be. I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong. We have both fell victim to. I'm gonna do this because everybody else is doing, it. right? And maybe, and you and us, like I, I'll just speak for me, and maybe in finding out your lane and finding out my just where I'm at like my path maybe video games for a time were there but I mean you when you find the value of a dollar it's pretty hard to buy video games for me yeah now you know what I'm saying like when I'm looking and I'm like yo that game $60 like for what like, am For I going to get my $60 worth? Yeah. But with two blackout curtains that equal $60, I can, I'm getting my worth. I'm getting my worth because I'm going to sleep. Right, right. And I'm going to sleep. I'm getting I'm getting well more than $60 worth of sleep, right? Yeah. And I think I think in finding the purpose of, because some people have it, and that's their, their passion. That's their thing. Like, video games is worth the money because it, it brings them sanity, and it's an outlet, right? It's no longer an outlet in that way for me because there's nothing really fulfilling anymore about playing video games. Nah. Like, recording content is fulfilling. Very much so. Like, going, you know, finding new things online and you, it's just things that you're, 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 you're happy about. Like, make, uh, downloading new software to my laptop and, and like, Playing with that is fun. It's it's yeah. it's different things, and I guess it's different strokes for different folks. Yeah, because I'm with it. Because like, bro, I went to, I was like, yo, the other day, not the other day, like a couple months ago, I was, um, feeling nostalgic, mm -hmm. and I was like, because I was listening to music and like a whole bunch of songs that I learned from rock band came on, and I just felt like mad nostalgic, like yo. We used to have mad yeah, fun playing rock, band. playing rock band, spending hours at a time playing rock band. So then I'm like, let me just see how much a rock band is. How much rock band is. And I went on Amazon and to get rock the latest rock band for Xbox One, four hundred dollars. <laughs> for just Yo, yeah, right. For just the game and one guitar. What? One guitar. Not even the whole thing. Bro, you used to get a drum set, a guitar. And the mic. And the mic for, what, 250 And that was a lot back then. We're like, oh, my God. that's. And I'm like, yo, there's, there was a time. Mm -hmm. When I might have dropped this 400 Where I would have done everything in my power to get the 400 Yeah. To drop it. And I'm just like, I was sitting there, I'm like, yo, I can't justify it. It was. It's funny because nostalgia, nostalgia is such a funny thing. Like it could be, it could be either a really good experience or a really bad experience. Like, like yeah. because at a time you're like, yo, this was the greatest thing ever. But then you revisit it and you're like, yo, this was trash. Like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Um, 
And that is the that's the God's honest truth because I think I would think we had great times playing rock band and whatnot, but we used to spend hours upon hours, hours. right? So I can only imagine us setting up a rock band right now and by song number four. Be like, bro, all right, what's next? Uh, not even, like, your phone don't went off. You, My phone don't, oh, we got to, oh, oh, we got to do that. Like, and even with more responsibility as an adult, and I don't know, we will definitely get back yeah, to Yeah, we're going to get back eventually, but uh, clearly, you know, this is. Even more responsibilities as an adult, as an adult, and with our, our respective responsibilities, work, uh, church, school, like all that stuff, you kind of prioritize. You kind of prioritize what's more important. Like obviously, God, yeah. God first. God first, <laughs> of course. Family, you know, work. You know, school. Like that. That's pretty much the, you know. Yeah. And it's hard. Like to to again. Where am I gonna find? And it's not to say, oh, don't don't not have a hobby. Because I think hobbies are important and they're super necessary. And if video gaming is your hobby, do right. it responsibly. Right. That's all I'm saying. Like, and some people can, but I'm like, for me, it would be irresponsible for me to like buy any more video games or for the lack of like spend time playing them right now. I'm not saying a couple years down the line, maybe I have free time. And oh, there's a game that comes out that's worth the money. You get what I'm saying, right? Um, but just right now, it's it's cool. And I guess having conversations like this makes me appreciate going into the third decade, right? Because if you told me at twenty, you're you're not playing video games. Yeah, like if you, you, if like, you told me at twenty, this was <laughs> going to be life for me now, right? Bro, you're bugging. Yeah, you're lying. Yeah. The way that my life is shaping up right now, and and now I, I had this conversation last night um, about I'm appreciative of all the things that I've been blessed with, even with the cost, like even what what had to be, uh, with even what it cost to get here, right. right? And and if I think even in the the past three weeks, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna get like od emotional. But, like, in the past, you know, few weeks, there's been loss. And it it hurt a lot. However, I understand now the purpose of loss and me moving forward. Right? Like, mm-hmm. because we constantly learn as a kid, like, you, you can't take everybody everywhere. You can't, like... When you when your house is burning down, you grab the valuables and you, but like you, you lose something, yeah, you're gonna lose some. So, and even like we get taught in the church, like yo, there's a season for everything, and I think it's important to recognize the season you're in and appreciate the seasons you've had. So, I mean, for me right now, the present is the best. The best way I could like like just basking in the present and enjoying it is the best thing I could do. Right. No, I feel you because it's like yeah, those moments were cool, and it's great to you know have those to look back on. But right now, 
we kind of got to, it's, we, we need to move forward, which is why I've kind of, again, I've taken stock and I'm grateful for honestly this pandemic and this time for me to take stock and figure out what it is that is important to me mm-hmm. and what I want, like what I really want out of life right? and relationships and like just everything. Mm-hmm. Because then once you realize that, then, you know, you set your goals change mm-hmm. and your reasons for doing things change. And you're like, yo, because there was a time I'd be like, yo, how much they pay? Mm-hmm. Like I do how much you can prostitute yourself. for? I would like yeah. I'd be like, yeah. bro, I do anything for like a dollar. Like, for example, yo, I've seen it. Right, like I'm for not, example, like, like not, <laughs> um, what's them sugar sticks? Yep, I like, remember the, the the sugar tart things. Yeah, somebody was like, "Yo, I'll give you two dollars if you snort this right now." Guess what I did? I snorted it. Yep. It was like, "Run me my money." Yep. Yeah, yeah. Do some strange but, things for piece of change. But yeah. now it's like, yo, nah, nah, and like okay. if it's not if it's if it's not worth my time. Regardless of how much it's like, how regardless of how much you're gonna give me for it, yep, I'm not doing it. And I think Cat Williams once said, uh, "You got to be in tune with your star player." Yeah, and I that is the realest. And I, when I think about like, and guys, I'm not trying to we ain't, we ain't come on this uh, this podcast at this moment to like preach to nobody. Clearly, I mean, but I, I guess clearly we did, but you know, <laughs> but yo. When you're in tune with like your star player, and when like when God your coach, <laughs> like like when he drawing up the plays and you just going out there and executing, there is no better. Is even if you lose the game because you ain't always gonna win because it's not right. it ain't for you to win sometimes. Because nah, take some help. Newsflash: other people gotta win. Right. Sometimes it's like, and we gotta learn from our losses because they're necessary. But yo. Ain't no better game than 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 when God the coach and you just out there executing exactly right. how we say. And I'm I'm grateful, bro, because even we talk about sitting in the present right now. We're sitting here in the present with a plan to talk about certain things, and and it went where it went. It went where it went. And I'm just grateful to to you know I'm grateful to be here. That's that's really it. Grateful to have you here. You know. Shout you out know. to shout out to the good to the good brother Mo. <laughs> shout out to the good brother Mo. Yeah, man, because you know. I always, I talk about it all the time. I don't know what life would be like, honestly. Had I not met you. Like what what I would be like. Bruh, you had I not met you. And I think and I think God did a, a I think he did it at the right time. Because of our our makeups and our personalities, of like, I think our ships crossed at the right time. Yeah, uh, we talk about we talk about all the time how we, what life would be like had we met when we were younger. Oh yeah, but I don't think we and needed I, to meet yes. when we were younger. But I think even even our even uh, the good the, the the shepherd of our house uh, Sunday was like, listen, you ain't meet certain people when you <laughs> when they were how they were because. You might not have been able to handle them. And I think we'd have probably fist fought. 
Like the first time, like. Yeah, cause because I mean, even, even when we did meet, we were like. Nah, and I think because we're both so headstrong. And in different ways. Like you're headstrong in the silent, like. You going to stay in your grip. Me. I'm headstrong, but I'm going to try to knock you off your grip. Like I'm I at, at that time, especially back then. I'm like, yo, it's my way to highway. So if you got two people like that. Yeah, because it's like, it's your way to highway. But like, bro, nah, I'm not. It's your way to highway. But I'm not moving. <laughs> so you literally blocking my highway. You know what I'm saying? So you get what? So yeah. and it, it was crazy. But and just to watch the the progression of where we both, because not for nothing. We both had the time where we were like, yo, it, we are, we brothers and we are linked, but we ain't the same. So like we. That's been our thing since the beginning. And like that, we, 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 we aren't the same. And, and to see us be able to grow separate, but together at the same time, it's just been dope. Like. It's a beautiful thing. I, I'm on a pod. You got your own. It's like. And and it didn't. It wasn't like oh, because he's doing it, I got to do it, or because you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It 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 was literally okay. I need you to do this because this is coming, and I need I need preparation. Like God, yo, y'all know I love God, and I could talk about him more. Like I'm, a, this whole podcast is gonna have to be under the. <laughs> they're gonna change the uh, category for the week, but nah. Shout out to um, just growth and. I, family like there there's no there's no other way to explain it than you gotta appreciate your support system um and things are old not always gonna look like they did because you know things ha- like things change and everything yeah. like uh people get pulled in different directions but if you are if you if you know like like if you know your team it's not gonna. Good. It's not gonna. Listen, yo. Yeah, I say it all the time. I got the best support. Like I got, I got, like God made sure He put the right people in my corner. So, ninety cinema. Ninety cinema. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What was the last movie you said? Um, New Jack City. No, that- set it off. We started talking about set it off. We started talking about set it off, and then and then it just went. It went. It went where it, it went. went. It went where it was supposed to go. Yeah, I'm put it like that. It went where yeah. it's supposed to go. Um, but yeah, you know these movies, and talking about movies that like our growth and like how they shaped us. Mm. These movies, kind of help, like coming age type. Yeah, yeah. Because even for like like I said like juice. It yeah. talked about the struggles of like peer pressure of high mm-hmm. school and even the peer pressure of like your closest friends mm-hmm. to do certain things that you may or may not be comfortable with and the repercussions of those. Mm-hmm. And I asked I asked Thomas if that was his favorite movie last time I spoke to him because <laughs> of the because uh, of the, that the, gift yeah. he keeps sending. <laughs> but nah, it's a it was a good movie. I wasn't ready for it when I first saw it. Um, I'm be honest, I have a. I personally, my imagination doesn't turn off. Mm-hmm. So when, depending on what I'm watching, 
it it affects me when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. It's it's the craziest thing it's been that, that way that's, since I was little. That, that's a blessing though because you're at least your subconscious gets to decompress what you've like what you've taken in, right? Yeah, and you remember it because a lot of stuff we take in, it just sit there. Yeah, it's cool now that I know you know ways and methods to handle it. Right, but before so you like yo, still sleep. I done mixed juice with Freaknik. Like, like, but there was for a long period of time, bro, where, like, my mom will tell you all the time, like, when I was younger, I couldn't watch certain things after, like, six. Right. Because it was... Because I wasn't going to sleep that night. But See, I was the same way, but it was, believe it or not, it was with real life. It, like, it had nothing to do with move. Like, 9-11? Yeah. I just knew Osama Bin Laden was ringing my doorbell personally. So, like... And and uh, the the Virginia Tech shooter, um, the Lon- even as recent as the London bombings and the, like Ariana Grande's concert, yeah. And Tom and I went to the Chance the Rapper concert. I had to like do deep breaths before I went into City Field because it was a concert with a, a sold out concert at that. And I'm like, yo, with thirty thousand people, and he like, right. If you're looking to make a statement, and then when we were into WrestleMania. I'm like okay. I prayed. I'm like I all right. Had, because kept my head on the swivel. Yeah, you got eighty five thousand people. If you're looking to make a state uh, statement, that's so the place to do it. It's always. I understand. Trust me. And that's another like. Even in our differences, we are cut from much of the same cloth. So like, like right. I can I can agree. I can understand you when you say, "Yo, my imagination is crazy," because yours takes you somewhere. In a di- in one direction, and mine takes me in an entirely different. Yeah, cause mine, I just take like I'd be like, yo, this the deep end. My nation, my imagination be like, all right, we gonna jump off. Cool, <laughs> right, cool. Right, right, right. Well, and meanwhile, my imagination is standing there looking at the deep end. Yeah. So like my, I'm like, oh my god, like I'm afraid to jump in it, but I'm feeling everything dealing with the deep end. Yeah. My imagination is just like, you know what, we are gonna jump to see. Ain't no other way to see what's down there other than the jump. Which is crazy because you're one of the most fearless. You're one of the most fearless people I know, but you're you're one of the scariest fearless people I know. I know it's an oxymoron, but like your pride won't let you not do something. Oh, but I'm be scared. But you're gonna be petrified, I'm petrified <laughs> the whole time. But but you can't tell. Like you don't have a. I always told you be good at playing poker because you're emotionless sometimes. Like you have the you have the capacity to be emotional, shut it off. and it's like that is scary. So let's take this show on the road, buddy, because I'm a terrible liar. <laughs> like, let's yeah, let's get like, some money. Whew. See, we did it again. Ah, uh, this is this is this clearly a therapy <laughs> session, right? Um, <laughs> Listen, you know, '90s black movies were great. They were awesome. So you know, life. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, our life is a ninety cinema. I mean, come on now. Like you know, life is our life is a ninety cinema. I mean, and you gotta. And I mean, I guess we can get into how those movies kind of shape our view of life, right? Because, um, being a kid from just growing up in my surroundings, like you know, shout out to my parents, my dad. You know, he did what he had to do for the. For the sake of his family, and right. um, so being exposed to, you know, 
the drug game and that kind of stuff. When I would see movies like Soul Food, it would kind of throw me off because we were a close-knit family, right? Mm-hmm. But even in my family, it was closely knit around my great-grandmother. So, like, we always had her. And I would always think, damn, if we lose her, what becomes of everything else? Everything else. So that was like a, oh, my goodness. And when I think of, like, when I watch Boomerang and even coming to America to a certain extent and you see a certain like people of color in, pri- in privilege and specifically black people in privilege you're like I wonder what that feel like like if I had even when I was watching The Fresh Prince as a kid I'm like damn if only I had a rich uncle <laughs> like, that, right. I, like that, that I could go in and figure it out with right um, and I think I think they shape how we view stuff outside of our world. And it's crazy that you say that because on the flip side, mm-hmm. I didn't really care for shows like that. Mm-hmm. But like, whereas I would say we mentioned New Jack City, I'm like, dang, you know, what it'd be like to be a drug it's dealer? Cra- it's like we... I, th- I think I could do that. Like We both decided, like I think at some point, we had this conversation before and it was like, yo... For a day, you would have been like, yo, let me see what his like life yeah. was like. And I'd be like, yo, let me envision yours. But what I think I think is cool is that we didn't have to go through it because I think we've shared enough life experience with each other to like, oh, I get it. Like, it wasn't all peaches and cream in your world. Yeah. And it wasn't like my world wasn't as like wild and crazy is like they right. were still the, fa- like, the same foundations were there they just look different right and i think that's important to note that like because the black like it seems like the movies of the time just kind of just accentuated the negatives or positive. Po- yeah like it, it was never a good mix of both mm-hmm. and i think that it's key for like '90s movies, and I'm happy that even like in current movies, they're kind of giving you, they're doing the, a better the, job the, the bits of and pieces letting of. you know that like, hey, even though, like this guy might be the biggest baddest drug dealer in the world, to see him with his family, he is just this gentle right, man, right, with like a soft hand. But then when he go out in the streets, I he a I think they did. I think they started to do that with power, uh, like in terms of, hey, this guy, like I always go, and we talked about this the last time I was on, the very first scene with him beating the crap out of that dude in the basement of the club, you saw his viciousness, but you also saw how much of a regular guy he was on the surface. Um, And I think, hell, I think we see that. I think we, if we look back now, we can see that more often in some of our black movies. But it wasn't, it wasn't the overarching theme. It was like you had to look for it and find it. Yeah. Um. Damn, there's a lot of black movies, but a lot of them follow the same, the same mold. Yeah. It was, you know, the same mold. There were some movies that you know switched it up. 
I think the wood was very good in terms of like we were talking about coming to age and like just yeah. dealing with the peer pressure without somebody getting killed. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Like I'm um and Not we could be regular man. regular the high school students. That was a good movie. Yo. The first time I saw the wood. Like every time I see like movies like that, you always kinda I appreciate them because you kinda just apply it to your life. Mm-hmm. And you could always be like, oh, I got, oh, my boy is him. Right. Or I'm him in that situation. Or, yeah, yeah. And I, what I also think is funny is, I'm going to just speak from experience. I think as men, and this specifically talking about the wood, as black men, talking about women is not foreign, but losing your virginity is. Like, the conversation about losing your virginity yeah. is not really a conversation. No. It's, go on, do it. Like, you don't get like you don't you don't learn how to ride a bike by just well, going and do some sometimes like if you got right sometimes so, you got to some but. people throw you in a, or throw you in the pool and tell you to swim but most most often than not you know there is a a conversation then you get on you fall a few times right but it seems like in terms of that part you don't really get to fall you you just go nah. in it. And that's it. And even that, like, you don't really talk about, like... The trauma that comes after. The trauma that... Right. And I think that... Bruh, that is sick. Because there is a certain amount of trauma that comes. And there's also a certain amount of, like, yo, what the hell just happened? Like, who do I talk to this about? Like, who do I talk about this with? Because if you hung... If you around, like, macho, macho men... I know for me, I couldn't walk up to none of dudes. My family's like, yo, this was a... It was interesting. I felt like I was killing him. <laughs> like, you right. know what I'm saying? Um, but and I mean, I never felt comfortable because you know, if growing up in a Christian household, you're not really yeah. supposed to be doing that to you, right? You know, you married anyway, so it's like which is a I whole nother conundrum. Cause, I kind of can't tell you that, right? And then this it's just like happened a whole nother conundrum because you're like, but wait a minute, if I'm older, like if it's hard for me to understand it now, like yo, when you get old, what? But, yeah, again, I think those moments are, to watch them in a movie like that or to just courtship any uh, even, you kind of like, okay, okay, at least somebody gets me. Like, I get to yeah. have this conversation vicariously through a movie. And then you kind of see how they dealt with it to be like, you know what, I could deal with this my way, mm-hmm. which kind of helps with, like, black movies, like, just black cinema, especially around that time, because it kind of brought the genre to us right and it's funny because with black cinema we get to black cinema have has the conversations that black people don't want to have in real life like that they don't want to have in their family yep so like it's easy for us to talk about soul food and cousin faith let's talk about cousin faith because we don't want to talk about cousin geneva like cousin geneva just did that she just did that but we can talk about her through cousin faith right but you know we just gonna bring up cousin faith all the time and we're not going to talk about the molestation that happens in the... Like, right. we're going to leave that where that's at. There's a lot of unspoken... One thing I hated, and God rest her soul, my grandmother used to tell me all the time, whatever happens in this house stays in this house. And I think that is one of the biggest problems in terms of, like, dealing with trauma and asking for help. Because if you, you like, if you're going through it, through it, and it's wrong, wrong, you should be able to seek help. You should be able like, to say something. Like you should be able to you say be something. Able to call somebody about something. Right. 
and 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 I I think it translates to the church too. Sometimes it's like, yo, what's happening here stays here, but it ain't right. Yeah, because you know it also then becomes you know we don't need the church to look bad. Like you don't want your family to look bad. Mm-hmm. So then you like, all right, I get it because I don't want my family to you know right. I don't right. want to ruin the reputation, but then sometimes it's a couple reputations. But then you don't, te- don't take the hit. But then don't teach me about testimony and how important it is to go through right and come out on the other side if you won't allow me to complete the process. Yeah. So you're supposed to go through in silence and then suffer in silence and then talk about how you suffered in silence on the other side. I'm just, I'm kidding. I don't know. No, you're right, but that's how it's portrayed. But the thing is, I'm almost certain, and we are no, we are by no means Jesus. Mm-mm. But I'm almost certain Mm-mm. that he didn't like, like when you getting a, a crown of thorns put on your head, you outwardly scream. I'm assuming, like, I don't think you were just like, <laughs> like, nah, yeah, but. 90 cinema. 90 cinema. 90 cinema. I mean, I think this is a very good conversation in terms of just, like, being black. Yeah, because I think it's it's 90 cinema, right? But without really, I don't know. I kind of like it because it's not really, It's we're talking about 90 cinema, but we're talking about life. And it's not. There's a different spin on it. It's not surface. uh, It's not just about the movies. Because let's, let's be very clear. Some of the movies, I'm like, what? Like what? How is this even possible? Like, yeah, I I think a bad boy is the first one, and it was a I love that movie. Excuse me, but I think of how high profile and high up they were in the police department. Yeah, to be able to do some of the crap they did, and I'm like, y'all two black dudes in L.A. or Miami, Miami, right? Miami, I think. Or was Bad Boys 2 in Miami? Bad Boys 2 might have been in Miami. But weren't they always in the same? So Miami. Yeah, I think they're in Miami. In the in the mid 90s. Y'all not Beverly Hills cop, nigga. He was by himself. Right. Like, it it's hard to like, all right, this is a movie, obviously. And then you look at the stars of that time. You look at Will Smith. He was white, he was white accepted. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy. White accepted. You think of all the other, uh, all the other actors in, in the movies. We didn't really see them much after their 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 debuts in black cinema, unless they were doing another black cinema movie. Right. So they all seem to be like typecast, and it's probably it's possibly because of the roles they played, right? Or or the fact that white people were still writing. Like oh, like once 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 I get, once I get Loke Dog down. I could write another Loke Dog into another movie. Yep. And then you just get the same kind of movies over mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. over and over, and we're starting to tell the same stories, over and all you're getting is just New Jack City, but in Brooklyn. Right, and that's why I like the difference. That's why I like now uh, what's happening with Black Cinema because even something with like Malcolm and Marie that drops this weekend. It's a story of a black film director 
and his black girlfriend coming home from a premiere and discussing relationships. Like, what the hell kind of movie is that? You sell that movie to who? Right. Like, like that's not going to, in the 90s? That that movie wouldn't have been made. What does it do? Okay, so what's the story? When does the drug dealer come in? Right. Like, what's the big plot? Like, <laughs> are they really going to have conversation through the whole movie? I don't know. Not with two black people. No one wants to watch two black people have a conversation. No. Go find me uh, Matthew McConaughey and <laughs> Goldie Hawn or something. And that same story, that same movie. The same movie to me. Because it's so, it's easier to watch two white people have a conversation about life. But meanwhile, that that that's a thing. Like we talk in our homes. Right, and I think and I think showing those um what's the word? Just showing those scenarios, like I said, it helps in real life. Like we can have conversation about these things. It's not taboo. Like right. other people are having these conversations. Like, I don't like how you like. Oh my god, I said like fifty times in that last sentence. <laughs> but you, it, you almost want to say, "Yo, this is not." Can we talk to each other better? Like when a kid come up to you and say that, what? What's the? What was the response? Like what? The the widely known response is, "Yo, stay in the kids' place. Stay in the kids' place." But kids are some of the most honest, and they see everything. They see a lot. Everything. They see everything. So, shout out to the kids. Shout out to the kids. The man is a little off, but I think Kanye will always be right when he says you got to listen to the kids. And he stopped. That's his problem. He stopped listening to the kids. Because them kids are like, nigga, you crazy. One thing I did want to talk about mm-hmm. right, is uh, the difference, and you kind of touched it on a little bit when you said that Will Smith, um, he was white accepted. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just touch on a little bit the difference between being black famous mm. and being famous. Mm. Being famous in terms of uh, in comparison to being black famous means you have no like if you're if you're famous there's no more room for error like being black famous i heard you like if right. kevin hart was still black famous and had a sex tape we'd all watch it yep Give a grade on his performance and keep it moving. Keep it moving. But because he was famous, famous. He famous, famous. Oh my God, this is the most. Oh, how could he? This is this is this is like this, this is, is the craziest. Him. Yeah, this what is, is going on. And I think the I think the goalposts change obviously, um, because you have to be accepted more by just more people. You have to be understood by more people. And you almost have to adapt to more. But like, I think you lose more of yourself being famous, famous. Because I no longer have to. I, if I'm just me and my people relate to me, 
And I've cultivated the fan base by that. Right. And a new fan base comes in. And I can either stay myself and only get like three more fans outside of my culture. Or I could then change and be more uh, palatable to everybody else. Uh, and I and I use Kevin Hart as an example because for me, he lost a lot of he lost a lot of my support in terms of his comedy because his comedy didn't stay rooted in what got him to the dance. Yeah. And then I look on the other side of a guy like Cat Williams, whose comedy remained but the he, same. He hit his ceiling early. Yeah, but even now he's winning Grammys for guest spots or Emmys for guest spots. Same thing with Dave Chappelle. He has never stopped being Dave Chappelle, and he is now bigger than he's ever been. Yeah. So I think, and not saying Kevin Hart is not as big as, but I'm saying his comedy. I don't think he'd have got there as right if he stayed himself. Clearly, what's happening is they get there, but they get there late. Yeah. Like they don't get there as early as. Everyone else, if and again, it takes. We have to prove more first. Like, you think of Dane Cook and that whole. He was popping for three damn years, and he was corny as hell. Corny as hell. You think of of certain white act, uh, certain white comedians, um, and they just get skyrocketed in two point five. The crazy part is Gary Owens, who's a black famous white comedian, has not been accepted by white the whites. And dude is hilarious. Hilarious. You have to prove more in everything as a black person before you can be. So even as far as acting, Will Smith literally had to have a successful, super successful sitcom first. When Mad Grammys, like just think of all the things he did first before he became a movie star. Yeah. Think of The Rock. The things he had to do first before he became... Like, he didn't get trial and error chances. Nah. He had to be it from the beginning. And even then, The Rock couldn't be black. He's racially ambiguous to most people. Well, we don't really know what he is. Uh, he's like Barack Obama. Like, like he gives you... He gives off that... Well, we know he's black, but... Is he? He don't feel black. Right. The Barack Obama feels much more black than the rock, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um yeah, you just I would prefer black famous because I could still go to the store and mind my business. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I could still uh I I think a perfect example like I love Miss Pat the comedian. Mm-hmm. Like I think she's hilarious. I think she's still one of the most down to earth people. And I don't I think there's a ceiling for her to be famous famous because she's too authentic for certain audiences. Like certain audiences want you to remain the, the like it's cool to be the stereotype. But just be enough of the stereotype that doesn't make us uncomfortable. I think of the the Carmichael show and how that didn't go as far as it could have because of the uncomfortability that it probably caused a whole people lot. watching, right? Yeah. But you have shows like The Neighborhood, which aren't even as, like, it's not even as funny. I love Ced, but, like, Cedric Entertainer, I love him, but it, that's more hokey than anything. Yeah. Because with the Carmichael show, it was every episode we were tackling something new. Yep. 
something different. You could have a conversation something about rougher. Because I even I even explained to you like I definitely wanted to have moments where like you just watch because even just like well, we did it last year opening. for your birthday yeah for my birthday and I wanted to do like I still want to do more of it where we sit down and just every episode we don't even need to watch the whole show you, you can cut this but I think you should host uh just stuff like you should just host uh things where you watch your podcast can host it you watch something and then you discuss it like that'd be dope. But you could delete that in case. I might do it. I may not. It's, I got to show you what it looked like on my computer now. Oh. No, you did show me, so never mind. Yeah, hey. It's a lot to have to Well, you through. don't have to. We, we here. It's, it's just a lot to have to go through. Um, no. Nah, nah, yeah. I think you should do it. Host it as a pod thing. Like when, you know, COVID's over and shit. Like, yeah. Or you could do it virtually. Like, hey, yo, let's watch this. Throw a watch party. Just, and then just, yo, how you feel about this? Just, just discuss it. I think it'll help. It'll be an extra outlet to the pod, and you know when you're not when you don't have an episode out, there's still some engagement because, you know, yeah, that's just an idea. But anyway, yeah, man, black uh, black famous is fun, but also you ain't gonna make a lot of money. Nah, not at all. Because I think of when I think of black famous, I think of Clifton Powell. Mm hmm. Who, if you mention Clifton Powell, black people know who Clifton Powell right. is, and you know, like you know Clifton Powell movies. But, bro, why is he still now doing these low budget, yeah, black I mean, movies? Lynn Whitfield. Why is she not? She's a she a top black actress to me. She is. Um. We got a ton of them, which are, well, I don't even know Shorty's name, but she's a really great actress. You ever seen Eve's Bayou? Bro, let me tell you, I just watched that movie Bruh. last week. Why did that movie ain't get all its flowers? I have no idea. Come on. That Wasn't that movie was crazy? Ooh. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, my but, God. But the mother. Yes. Anything she playing. Yo, that movie's crazy. I was like, I don't know. I was like, yo, Eve's Bayou, it's a black movie. I know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. I've heard it in conversation. Let me check it out, see what it's about. I wasn't ready. <laughs> yo, I, I should have warned you. I could have warned you. I wasn't ready. Because that thing was crazy. But another thing, our movies get slept on. All the time. Because I think of the mainstream movies that are like great. Like the great white tales of just like, like the American beauties, the... All these, these, they get showered with champagne and awards. But I'm like, yo, movies like Eve's Bayou that are just like, like y'all never wait an exhale and get its proper nope. respect. Because you put, you put, black cinema gets put in a box. Mm -hmm. And if you try to do anything that's not in the box, then it's not accepted. It's not, oh, this mm -hmm. isn't good. This isn't, um, I've even seen once this is that it wasn't a prop. I don't even remember the movie. I was reading an article and it was a black movie and they were like, it wasn't a proper portrayal of black people. <laughs> and I really wish I could remember because it couldn't be the movie couldn't be more on the nose. Right. With how we feel as a people. Which is funny because Tyler Perry gets a lot of slack um, for his portrayal of black people. 
but I think he gets a lot of slack from black people because of, uh, for his betrayals because it's too real to some of them. Yeah. Like he hurt some of them, some of their feelings. Because he brought back emotions mm-hmm. that they had tried to mm-hmm. bury. Oh, he always, uh, oh, he always putting down black men, blah, blah, blah. Why? Because the last three dudes in his movie still portrayed your daddy? That ain't come back? Don't put that on him. Now, I'm not running to go see a Tyler Perry. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I could take it or leave it. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to downplay this man's success because he's doing something right. He's doing something right. And it's still weird that he's so, he famous, but he's still black famous. And I think that's a telltale sign in itself. Like, Tyler Perry is Tyler Perry with his own studio. And white people know of him, but he's not famous to them. Yeah. And he said it. He even said it in um what was the show? The Kenya Barris show. Oh, uh this is nope. nope. Black as fuck. Black as black mm-hmm. AF. Mm-hmm. He said it then that like he he understood that it's his shows ain't for everybody. Mm-hmm. And he no longer cares that he he's doing these shows to cater to his people. The people who he knows are gonna that have been supporting him since the beginning and who is gonna continue supporting him. Those are the people who he makes. And, I, and content I think for. I think it's important to to shout out Kenya Barris as well. Because Blackish, that whole conglomerate, the Ish family that yeah. he's created, I think it's it is dope because Blackish had is this hybrid of like Real enough for black people, but palatable enough for everybody right. else. And it's informative and it's teachable and it's like you gonna you gonna learn something. Yeah. With um, every episode. And it also calls out flaws of us. Right? Like like it's not just a hey, you're wrong, mm-hmm. but we're we're great. Mm-hmm. It's you're like, wrong. here's where we're wrong too. Right. Like and this is how we can all be better. Be better. Uh, and that's why I think Black AF got a bad rep because I'm like, bro, it's literally in the same vein of that. He's it, like, like criticized. Um, but anyway, and I even look at Grown-ish. It, it isn't about black. It has its moments because obviously, it's, I don't know if you started watching a new season. Yeah, it started off. Oh, this is about being black. Yeah, but it also has Jew, gay. Excuse me, Jewish, uh, homosexual, all kinds of like walks of life, right? And even now they're tackling being a Christian in celibacy. Like that was I've never seen that. I've always seen it be a girl saying, "Yo, I'm, I'm gonna be celibate for Jesus," and the guy's like, "Oh, this girl is a." Right. I've never seen the reverse. Seen the reverse. A guy go. Yo, I can't do this. And I think it was a different way of showing it because I think it was easy to, to it was easier to show how hard it is for a man in that situation. Because for women, we never see them as oversexual. Like in terms of like also false. Which is false. Cause they cause I lot well from what's being told now, the narrative being that women are like they're they're cool with their sexuality, and a lot more women are speaking up about how like you know a lot of them yeah. enjoy sex. 
excuse me. Um, but it's always been for the longest that men are always like horny and that they can't go a day without thinking about it. And I think it's more, it's easier to digest a man trying to like keep himself together than it is um, in terms of celibacy and then watching a woman have to adapt because yeah. we always get the flip side. So I think, I just think it's great that he's doing it. And even with Mixdish, I've only watched a few episodes, but I would think there hasn't been a lot of outlets for that community. Like to deal with their... Of course not. Because I was talking at work yesterday about my albino cousin. That, you kind of got to pick a side. Right. And my cousin's albino, right? Uh, shout out to Steve. He married a white woman and they have kids that are like, you could tell they black. Right. So just think of the dynamic of him looking like, like could be passing for a white man, his white wife and his black children. Yeah. Like what, what happens here? Like, and I, and I made the joke like, oh my God, like he's white enough, like he's black enough to not be white. But he white enough to take home to my parents and tell them that like he white, right? <laughs> like, like, um, but it 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 was funny because nobody tells those stories. Like I've never yeah. seen a story. Hey, filmmakers out there, I've never seen a movie about a b- albino kid. No, like I've never seen a lead albino kid like talk about the struggles of life and and what what they what they go through. Like family pictures, he was the white kid in the family, like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and and no one talked about his struggle, so I think the more we open doors for those conversations, mixed ish, black ish, grown ish, uh, all the issues, I think again, the more discussions we have, and this is why on our podcast we talk about everything. Like when I break barrier pod, we talk about everything because I think the more conversations we have, the more people hear some stuff that they oh I never thought about that I never thought about it like that yeah. So, and I think that uh, 90s cinema did that, like 90s black cinema did that, if you paid attention. Yeah, you definitely, probably not during the time, but if you go back now and just start rewatching, mm-hmm. you catch a whole lot more. I, I'm going to bring up a scene in Boomerang where the, you got to coordinate one of the most legendary scenes ever. What I think doesn't happen enough is that people create, like, you know, we go off to high school, we go off to college, and we are we are now shaping ourselves in our lives. Yeah. But we come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And sometimes where we come from doesn't match up with who we have become, right? So it's like, oh, man, they're not going to understand where I came from. So there's this there's this underlying embarrassment of like, oh my God, uh, like in Boomerang, his parents were a certain way. Yeah, and he's like, oh my God, now I got to deal with they this. Do it all the time. Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. Right, like, right. And I think even then, those conversations are left in the movie. Like no one goes, no one stops and they're like, yo, hmm, I feel like that too. So let's have a conversation. So I think I what we. I think what we should do is look at a lot of these movies as conversation starters. 
I think it doesn't hurt to talk about movies. Not, oh my God, Martin Lawrence was a horrible actor. Like, not that. No. But I think look at the themes and the... Like, these words aren't written in scripts for nothing. Correct. And I just think it's important that we stop looking... What I was watching something, Your Honor, and his mom was telling him, look deep, not wide. Spicy black lady. What happened? I said, that's a spicy black lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a spicy black lady, I'll tell yeah. you. She's not even black, but no, it's Lord, that is a spicy Yeah, that's a black lady. That is a spicy um, black lady. She said she said his mom used to tell him when she when he was taking pictures, look deep, not wide. Yeah. And I think that was that's a word, number one. But also, if we look at movies, especially our own. And we look deep into them and not just wide, like, because we can look at a big picture and we can see a whole lot. But if you pinpoint one section of the picture and you just look deep, you're going to see something you didn't see when you saw the whole big picture. Yep. So I just think every day, our, our life is our big picture. And every day is a scene in that big picture. So just look deep. Just look deep every day. And even in black cinema, I want to, since, you know, giving giving out flowers and giving out, you know, since. We giving out game. Well, that too. But. Um, Hit the bomb. <laughs> to the game. But um, I wanted to shout out to one of the icons of, one, just black cinema. Mm-hmm. But. He had a he played a major role in just like nineties black cinema as well. But uh John Singleton. Yeah. Yeah. One, um, of, one of the kings of black. Yeah, hold on. Just just John Singleton. Just <laughs> amazing. All around. Just his movies are some of the most iconic movies ever. Yep. Even his yeah. shows. Yep. Too. Like he's just one of the most iconic filmmaker he continues to live after death i'll tell you that right yeah because i'm personally i'm waiting for snowfall right and i mean i think you look at his offspring in terms of like his his uh cinema cinematic offspring you got guys who are under him like uh, will packer and just guys who learned from him directly who from he, him who he who he cast in their first ice cube casted him in his first movie you know what i'm saying so we wouldn't we may not have friday and his son, for that matter, right. and, and things of that nature, without him. So just yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to John and Singleton. And since we're doing shout outs of, of royalty, yo, Cicely Tyson, yo, we gotta. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. Rest in peace. With sixty, seventy years of just like being unapologetically black and and and. Breaking down doors and barriers. Oh, and that's, and just, that's wild. Because that's 60, that's six decades, not of mm. living, of, of working, work. Of working. Of work. And she ain't stopped working. She ain't stopped working. No. To the day she was gone, she was working, you know. And I think we, we give, Betty White is America's mother, right? Like, because she, but Cicely Tyson's ours. Like, she yeah. was, she was, man. We say it all the time. Well, it's a joke going around in the black community that she was the Eve to Morgan Freedom's Adam. Yeah, she, yeah, definitely, definitely. And we just appreciate just, her. 
We appreciate the mother of all, like. And I, I just thank her for memorable roles and, and memorable. She never, she always dropped the gym. Always. I don't know if it was written in the script or if she was, but she always dropped the gym and she and she delivered it in 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 a in a space where you felt like she was talking directly to you. Um, and I, like one of her uh, most recent roles that I'm super grateful for is on How to Get Away with Murder, and she was um in Lee Keaton's mother. And she was just in most of the scenes, she was just like, "Yo." Never forget where you come from and always be yourself. And you don't realize how much little sayings like that and watching them in passing, you're like, yo, that's a fact. Like, yeah. appreciate where you, you come from. Life. and But always be yourself. Like, we we can't. She just told me to always be myself. And, 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 it, and it's crazy because my grandmother used to say the same thing. Like, yo. Nobody, nobody believes who you are. F them. Like, just still be you. And that, and I think if we have a theme for today, like, like be you. Like, be you. Just be your most authentic self. That's it. And no matter who, because the people who love you, they'll get it eventually. Because change ain't easy. Right. And... You gotta, you gotta, you can't be afraid to ruffle some feathers to be yourself because you either gonna stay uncomfortable being not yourself or you gonna make other people uncomfortable being yourself. And if you being yourself makes you comfortable and everyone else uncomfortable, they're probably uncomfortable because they ain't get to be themselves either. <laughs> like, right. like there, there has to be. Just, just, just live, yo. Yeah, just live your best life. Cause people, uh, my dad used to say it all the time, and it kind of it. I wasn't, I still am. It makes me very uncomfortable because he still says it to this day. Mm -hmm. But he says that there's somebody out there waiting for you, who needs you to be your most authentic self mm -hmm. to help them. Mm -hmm. And that it, I didn't like it because it added like a whole bunch Mad of pressure, pressure to right? me. But I'm like, yo, it's it's true. Like, there's somebody out there. Be your most authentic self because there's someone out there who needs you to be your most authentic self mm -hmm. because they won't make it unless you do. Yep. And that's a fact. Because if you think of all the people you connected to and you being someone you're not, one, if you're being someone you're not and you connect to somebody that only appreciates you because you're being fake, you they're connected to you when they probably should be connected somewhere else. Yeah. Man, we we listen, listen. Yeah. We could give y'all game for five hours. Right. But I mean That's not why we're here. It's not why we're here. Or is it why we're here today? Who knows? I mean, only you know? God knows, but Right. Because you know, it's it's convos with your mom's favorite, you know? Yeah. We talk about movies, but you know, I always that's kind of what I always left the door open. I wanted the name of the podcast to have versatility. And be open-ended. Yeah, to yeah. be like, yeah, this was the main focus going into it, but it doesn't necessarily need to be where it stays. Like, we can still do that because we've been doing it. Like, the whole mm -hmm. show, we've been talking movies throughout. Mm -hmm. But, you know. I mean, I think one of the most pivotal episodes was the Christmas episode where you had 
everyone. We all we talked Christmas movies, but I think you got the importance of family through that episode. Yeah, and you got what it means, what holidays mean in general, um, and just the vibe of just like having a good support system and foundation. So teachable moments they can happen in any. Any any anywhere anywhere any type of Anytime. podcast any content yo listen this this yeah this was good this this was a blast and yeah it's always uh y'all just got a, a insider look at our conversations that we've been On having regular. recently yeah you know <laughs> these are just the new norm yeah so well, y'all got a y'all got a uh, inside look on our Chick Fil A rides so um, yeah we overdue. Yeah, yeah. That well, we supposed to have one, but shout out to the snow. Uh, but Jeez, my birthday week, snow. it always snows. Like it never. It's either that or an Arctic blast, and we scheduled to get another one next week. So yeah, it's supposed to snow Sunday. Right. So, uh, yeah. The day before my birthday, waha, yahoo, waha. Yeah, but I'll be. Don't know yet, but I'll be somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Use uh, following CDC guidelines, of course. Of course. It'll be uh, yeah first. But um yeah man because we are still in the panoramic. Yeah, definitely. So and once we get through this Porygon, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. But yeah, well, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, man. This I was, appreciate it. This was good. Yeah, listen, Always. in case of emergency, break glass. Break glass. You know I'm here, buddy. You know? You no, know I'm here. And I guess this was necessary. Clearly. So But yeah, you know, I'm definitely Gonna have you back. Oh, you know, first of all, you know, I'm due for at least one, one every, uh, one every season. One every so. season. Oh, come on. I'm like, uh, I'm a reoccurring cast member. I'm not the, yeah, I'm, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm re, I'm a re, I'm a reoccurring guest. Uh, it's fun. It's always good chopping it up. I mean, obviously, due to our schedules and just how life is shaped out, we're not, uh, we don't get to play video games, so to speak. Right. And like, you know what I'm saying? But, Moments like these are, are good because it's always good for a check-in and a check-up. So, it's important. So, so follow Will on Drop Your Ats. Uh, yeah, at Riles, four underscores on I, on IG. Um, and at The Real Riles on Twitter, R-Y-A-L-S. Um, yeah, Brick Barrier Pod, at Brick Barrier Pod. Maybe one day. Uh, yeah, yeah, one I'll day. I guess. We'll get there. Maybe. Nah, it's gonna happen. But One day. it's gonna happen. Uh hell, sometimes I'm not a guest. But nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah I'm joking. Um uh shout out to Brickberry Pod. We have you know what I'm saying, almost eighty episodes and you know, we're grateful for uh our support and our listeners and we just keep drop, trying to drop content. Um and shout out to you. Great job with this podcast and everything you're doing and I'm gonna be I'm be here, so you know I'm down for whatever. Okay. If you need a uh, if you need a social uh, a social justice uh, re- a review of a movie, come call me. Oh, we got to oh, talk American skin at some point because that movie was crazy. But yeah, um, no, again, thanks for having me. And yeah, man, uh, I usually say next pod, y'all on my oh, on yeah. my show. So sorry. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I usually just say until then, we out. Hey, next pod, y'all. And we out.